Welcome to Jubilee Minute. Welcome. I'm Richard Dunham. And I'm Chieko Dunham. Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies, one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or minute by minute. There's another way to say that. Today we're talking about Castle in the Sky. Minute 50. 5-0. Ooh. Minute 50 starts with Dola asking if they're calling the battle cruiser, And it ends with Dola speculating. He could probably help us with her. So they're calling the battle cruiser, and then we get a shot of the battle oh, cruiser. This is a crazy ship, which is a little bit. It's, uh, it's a little bit weird. It's like a cutaway from like the actual action that we're watching mm-hmm. to like. It's almost like an exposition shot. Yeah, here's what she's talking about. Here's when Ooh. we say, you know, it's like if somebody mentioned goat cow and they just show a picture <laughs> of a goat cow. We cut to right? a picture yeah. of a goat cow, like yeah. chewing on grass or yeah. something. Here's a goat cow, in case you were wondering. Yeah, this ship is long. It's a very good, uh, like if you were to say, you know, take like a battleship from like World War One era, like marine battleship, and say, what would that look like in the sky? This is like what probably yeah. I would come up with too. Yeah, it's very natural. You got like a, a, the kind of like all the the shapes around it are like bulbous. Mm-hmm. So it looks. I guess that's taking like from the blimp kind of idea and just have like small blimps, but it looks like it looks like the Mon Calamari cruisers from Star Wars, like the Rebel ships, mm-hmm. like in Return of the Jedi. Right. They they also have those little, you know, pockets of little bubbles like around them at random right. places. Got it's like got a, that kind of feel to it. Got like a. I don't know what you call it, like a spout? Not a spout, but like on the bottom, something to aim with. To a turret? Yeah, a turret. I <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's very, it's, yeah, a battleship. Yeah. They got like uh, propellers on just kind of random. Everywhere. Yeah. Along the top a little bit. On the couple side. On, you know, a couple helicopter, you know, kind of in the, like the vertical rather than the horizontal orientation right on the top it's mm-hmm. kind of weird and i love the uh the searchlights just like the random searchlights <laughs> kind of just poking out from different areas mm-hmm. it just kind of adds like a little you know like a little air raid in an aircraft kind of thing to it yeah and the big fins on the on the back oh yeah and it's got red lights on the back i had to look up remind myself about navigation lights like in our world Mm -hmm. navigation lights are um left red on the left green on the right and then white like on the back so you can tell which direction something is heading right but uh that's not the case here obviously they just got like a red light in the back yeah and then on the side it's got these markings do you think that's camouflage or do you think yeah. that's like a type of, it's almost like a type of script. Like it's almost like mm-hmm. something written out on the oh, side of it. Like the white spots are like letters. What? The black spots. The black are letters? The black stripes. They almost look like, like katakana or something. Yeah, I know. I don't see it. You don't see I it? I don't see it. I think it's like supposed to. Like this could be like the, this could be like a knee right at the end there. Oh, 
this one like almost looks like a ba, like a ha with like a diacritic. Oh. It's like a row or something. Right. I, I mean. Don't know. It almost looks like script. I guess not. I don't really. think. I don't think it's supposed to be script. It's just camouflage. I think it's supposed to be camo. I mean, the the pirate ship is called the Tiger Moth, but this has like these stripes look like, like a tiger. tiger. Stripes. Yeah. This is the real tiger. <laughs> right. So, how big do you think this thing is? Really big. How many? How many airmen? Airmen can like fit. How, on yeah. This? How many? How many people are stationed on this thing? Maybe in the thousands, like five thousand. Five thousand. I guess I don't know how many. I don't know, like, what they're storing, though. Like, they could be storing a bunch of heavy tanks that's yeah. taking up all the space. Yeah. And only, like, a couple hundred can really... There's windows all over the place, though. Yeah. So, a huge sum of people. Yeah. It's big. All right. It's cool looking. Yeah. It's, you can only describe it as a battleship. Yeah. That's true. All right. Yeah. We back to Dola and back crew. Back to Dola and crew. Dinner's over, she said. Move out. <laughs> Move out. They're packing her up and taking her away. We better hurry. Some other type of thing and die. How long are you going to eat? Yeah. Um. So I didn't notice this, but like Louis stuffing his face with sausages and cheese and meat. Do you think they eat like this all the time? No. Do you think like how many? This kind of makes me think that they have like maybe one big meal. Like, like a week or so? A month? Oh, well, maybe. I was going to say per day. Per day? <laughs> but like, you think like every couple days or something, they have they sit down and have a big meal. Or you think like they just like have like small snacks or small meals until like once a, like a Sunday dinner. This is their Sunday dinner. I'm thinking about when Shita gets on the ship, spoiler alert, and she cooks for them. Oh, yeah. How they thinking. like scourge it down, you know? Like well, they they're just young, like, they're like. I mean, they're young and they they're get young hungry. men, right? They're like young college students. They just right. gonna eat anything. <laughs> yeah, but judging by how dirty the kitchen was and how out of use it looked, I don't, I don't think they may have a lot of big meals, or they just bring in a lot of food and don't use the kitchen. So do you think? So we said that they brought this food with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they cook it? I so they're I don't like think so. so so uh go back like twelve hours or so. Uh-huh. Say so let's camp out at Pazu's at house. This kid's house. Yeah. On the way. Let's get all let's this get some food. food. Let's yeah. Let's stop at these three or four different <laughs> restaurants and just load up on food and just sit down and chow down while we wait for for something. Yeah. While we wait for like uh, radio signals on what the next move is, I think that's what happened. Yeah, I think so. That makes sense. Yeah, Louis just stuffing his face, and like Charles grabs the basket and starts running around, and Louis Louis bumps into another guy that isn't Henry or his brother. Oh it's yeah, a different dude with a weird mustache, <laughs> like a thicker mustache than he has. So yeah, he's. Is there another feast, like, on that side of the room? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He's coming from the kids' table. <laughs> You're not my son, so... So is... is uh, who's this? Henry's pulling on his gloves. What kind of gloves yeah. do you think those are? I think 
uh, they kind of strike me like when I was watching like, it as they kind of strike me like rubber gloves. Yeah, I, I was thinking rubber because they stretch a little. Yeah. And like it's, it seems like there's like a snapback. Yeah. Not like a leather glove. Does that make sense though that they'd be wearing rubber gloves? Rubber, I mean. Into battle? They're on a budget. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> 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 I yeah. mean, I don't know. Budget, I guess budget gloves. Budget gloves. I mean, does rubber slip? I can't remember. No. No. Does it have a good grip? Does Can it, have, yeah. Is like rubber, I guess, like dish. Gl- yeah. Yeah. I guess if you're in the air, you want a good grip on what you're holding. Yeah, I would assume that it'd be they'd be wearing leather gloves. But yeah, I, guess, I would too. <laughs> they're so blue. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I guess that's another thing that makes me think they're rubber. Is the like color black rubber? Yeah. yeah, could be wrong. It gets so sweaty. Right? Yeah, I know. I was right. I was wearing gloves on Friday. At yeah, yeah, and my hands got really sweaty. I was like taking off my plastic gloves, and I was like, Ugh, yeah, ew. <laughs> yeah. But um, Henry has a knife, and there's a knife on the table with the gun, that I'm assuming probably belongs to Charles or Dola. Because Charles doesn't have his gun or his knife on his belt. And I don't think Dola does either. Oh, he grabs it. So it is his. Yeah. Yeah. Pazu asks Henry, you're going after Sheeta? And Henry's like... We don't need the girl. We just We're after the, the stone. The stone. Yeah. He's, he, he refers to Sheeta as Yome, right? In the Japanese. Yome janai o hosekisa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the girl. Yeah. The girl, yeah. Yeah, and then Pazu, like, gives away, like, good info. Not good info, but, like, information that, like, puts Shida at risk, I think. Because Pazu tells them, oh, the stone's no good without Shida. So if Pazu just let them take the stone, then Shita would be set free, right? I think she would be. I think he's 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 counting on the fact that she'd be safer with the pirates than, oh, with, than right. in the hands of the government. Right, because they won't kill her, probably. Yeah. Because when he says we don't need, we're not interested in the girl. We, we just want, want the, the crystal. Stone. Yeah, right. That's that means we don't care about if she lives or dies. Basically, yeah. is, the, is one way to read that. Mm-hmm. Which means we won't kill her. <laughs> yeah. So if she's important, if you need her to operate the stone, then you, you need to keep her alive. I think that's what he's. I think that's the play that Paz is trying to make. Right? Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> that's a good so Dola's putting on her her mask or her hood. Yeah. <laughs> if you pause any time, she's putting on that hood. It's pretty goofy. It's, it's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, she she puts on her hood and she has to pull her pigtails out. It's a good detail. So does she have like little pigtail holes? holes? Yeah, I in would the back of her hood. She better. Yeah. Okay. If she if she if that if her pigtails are. S- such a statement where she wants them out while she's flying, I think she would cut holes for them. Yeah, that makes sense. And she puts on her her yellow head guard or cap. I don't know. But uh, Pazu's like, can I go with you? I want to come with. I want to help. Yeah, this is where he makes his pitch. I have to help Sheeta. And Dola, Dola use Well, the subtitles say, do it on your own like a man. This is our fourth reference. Yeah. To being a man. Being a man. Yeah, and Pazu kind of grows up in this speech. 
he like admits that he was wrong yeah i mean this is really the only way that he can move forward and right is yeah, to use right. the the other pieces on the board right mm -hmm. look look i don't have my own army right i don't have my own pirate crew right yeah i don't have a ship so he has to the only way that he can be a man is to kind of work with dola yeah work with yeah. what's the players already kind of in the field right and kind of leverage the people that are already there mm -hmm. and kind of use use their desires and their motives right just to further his own right so that's my take on you know he yeah and the to start with that right he has to admit all the stuff that he can't do mm -hmm. like you're right if i was clever and strong i could have defended her right yeah i'm not i'm not those things so i think that's a a, a an interesting lesson here if, yeah if we're right. taking lessons on how to be a man right like, look admitting admitting your weaknesses and yeah. kind of taking a look at not just yourself and what resources you have but what is the world around you and how can you negotiate right. what's already there and, and collaborate with the people around mm -hmm. you to get what you want yeah that's my take that's your take and, i agree my essay <laughs> I just thought it was very mature of Pazu to say this. Yeah, I think anytime you uh, you see somebody admit to their limitations, that's a kind of a sign of maturity. Yeah, you're like, oh. Yeah, it's not something you see often, like especially like in movies, right? Like yeah, right. Heroes, right? Uh, and maybe you do see it often, but when you do see it, like a hero, you're like, saying, oh. oh, okay, this okay. guy is, you know. He's facing up to facts, I guess, mm -hmm. about himself right. or herself. Anyway, that's one of the things that makes this a good movie. Yeah. And then uh, so Dola. <laughs> yeah, Dola. He could probably help us with her. So do you think that yeah. she's only being pragmatic and here? Or do you think her heart doesn't melt until later? Or do you think it's melting a little bit here? Pragmatic? Wait. So I'm, this is the point where she decides, right, to take yeah, Pazu. Yeah, to take on. Pazu. She justifies it by him being useful with coercing Shita into Right. Yeah, I think I think her heart I think her heart melts afterward. Okay. So here she's she's cold-blooded through and through. Yeah, I think she's being strategic here. Okay. Cuz that's she's like not, the first thing that comes to her. It's not hiding a heart of gold at this point. Yeah. Her heart is still ice at this it's point. It's still it, ice at this it, point. Okay. I think the moment her heart probably melts is when uh, Dola passes out and she and uh, Pazu like takes charge and he like. Oh, you think so? Yeah, that's when he's shown that he is self reliant, that he doesn't need Dola to. You know, it's interesting to compare Dola as, you know, the the Miyazaki trope of. The warrior the, woman who yeah. is not her enemy, right? Right. Comparing her with Kushana. Kushana and with... um Eboshi. Eboshi, yeah. Because uh, Kushana and Eboshi, they don't really have... Their hearts don't really melt. No. In the same way. I mean, Kushana melts a little with Naoshka. Yeah. Kushana kind of concedes defeat more yeah. than like <laughs> her heart melts. Yeah, and I feel like Eboshi is more of the... Neither stubborn yeah. i'm not gonna listen to my enemy at all yeah kind of thing because she despises mononoke hime yeah obviously we'll get there but i think yeah. the boshi has 
has staked out like her viewpoint and she kind of know she recognize not only does she kind of have all her own justifications mm-hmm. she knows what other people think of it and yeah. she knows that other right. people will disagree and she's kind of at peace with that right mm-hmm. whereas kushana would be you know either wouldn't isn't really cognizant of any other Oh, right. Or would dismiss yeah. other people's right. criticisms of hers. I think mm-hmm. Iboshi acknowledges criticism. Look, I know you don't like this, but yeah. I, I mean, I'm right. helping out the lepers, right? I'm mm-hmm. doing, I'm doing things that you would, that, you know, my critics would would have to admit are good. And uh, although I recognize their viewpoints, I, I've made my decision. Whereas Kushana right. would just be dismissed. Them. He's just mm-hmm. like, look, I'm not tell. This isn't a discussion. <laughs> right where Iboshi this is would just add, how it's gonna be yeah Iboshi would not he she has that discussion right yeah with, she talks with the prince and she's like i could use you yeah. if you stay here yeah but you can go if you want yeah whereas dola so dola back to dola she's mm. she's kind of swayed by emotion we'll swayed see later by emotion like, and like by show of character yeah well later i mean we see her like getting all teary-eyed when she's listening yeah. to the two she's of them like, yeah so that was our essay on the strong female roles in <laughs> <right>. Miyazaki films. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, that's all I have. All right. That's all. That's, that's it for me, too. So we'll see you next week on, on Ghibli, Ghibli Minute. Minute.